Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, agency owners, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we're hanging out with Keith Roberts. Keith is an author, entrepreneur, and keynote speaker. He created the Oak Journal to fulfill his personal why. Through kindness and generosity to help others see who they can become, Keith regularly speaks to entrepreneurs, startups, and corporate clients to empower them with the tools to achieve any goal they want. You can be the best version of yourself by hanging out with us on today's podcast. Keith, welcome to the program. Brent, thanks for having me, Amiga. And I should say welcome back to the program. You hung out with us on episode two of this very show. Which is, uh, it's been a while. I think we're on episode like 220 something. So it's been a while uh, since we've had you on this show. A lot has changed in your world. I know you have kind of evolved out of or beyond or with the agency. Maybe start with uh, picking up the story there. What's going on with that part of your business? And then we're going to talk about the Oak Journal and uh, some life and productivity stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of things have changed. So Zenman, which has been around for 25 years, we had a merger and acquisition at the beginning of this year. So after a decade and a half, we merged with a marketing automation tool based out of South America called Mblue. Uh, actually, I met them through the Entrepreneurs Organization, and it was a really symbiotic synergistic transition. I feel none of the pain that a lot of my my entrepreneur friends that have had, even when they've had huge exits, because we had clear expectations and we have a good partnership. So feel very, very fortunate there. But it was a serendipitous transition because as you know, I was transitioning into the Oak Journal. Uh, I did a lot of work personally, deep work to try to figure out what was my why? What was my icky guy? And although I'd run an agency and you know scaled to a seven-figure agency, I made good money at it. There were also incredibly high peaks and valleys, and it was not my personal why. So that was how I started the transition to the Oak Journal uh, and sort of not being the Zen man anymore. Well, maybe you're the Zen man, but maybe in a different different context. Yeah. You mentioned this term ikigai. And I just, I wrote that down and I, I know we're going to come back to that. And, uh, but I do want to, you know, a lot of our, our audience have maybe thought about selling their agency or, or transitioning out or discovering your why. Uh, I think the other day you were presenting to our community and you said this was a, a multi-year process to really discover your why that this didn't happen overnight that this took, I think you said on the, sh- on the other mastermind session we did was like five years to like really get clear that the agency wasn't fulfilling you in that way. And you needed to just do something different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a long, hard journey. I think the biggest block that I had was the feeling of sunk equity. 
you know, I've spent 20 years building this. I've got a good reputation. You know, a lot of agencies would like to be in the position that we're in. Are you really going to give this up, close this door to risk an entirely new uh, opportunity? So yeah, that was that was a scary and long transition that took a full five years. A full five years, you know, hiking to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail, multiple plant ceremony uh, experiences. <laughs> you know, I, I left no stone unturned in in finding my path. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, maybe we could talk more about that too. Um, so, I mean, but it, it's crazy because I feel like, and and I know we we took a couple of agency field trip tours to see Zenman when you guys were at industry, you know, and I think that there's this like image of the really cool agency that I think some people kind of fall in love with. And to be fair, like, I mean, I don't think it really gets any cooler than like Zenman when you guys, you know, there was the big office, there was the team doing big creative work. And I think it just, I mean, talking to you now on the other side of that, right? I think it just goes to show there's there's a lot more to business and entrepreneurship into your life than maybe some of those things that we think are kind of romantic ideas of what an agency should be when we're <laughs> in our early days. The, the amount of money that I spent on vintage Star Wars Legos and <laughs> that Funhouse pinball machine that was in my office, something that I learned, and I wish I would have learned this before I started my business, bottom line, like EBITDA, what you take home, that's where real entrepreneurs keep score. Top line is ego, but your profit, that's where you keep score. There's some amazing entrepreneurs that I know that have businesses that do half a million dollars and they put $430 in their pocket that are way smarter than me when I had a multi-million dollar agency and lost a quarter of a million dollars, right? So, and I probably took a couple of years off my life with stress. agencies especially with you know i mean 20 people the whole thing i mean not for the uh the weak stomached for sure so so you you're now really focused on this idea of helping people with not just like happiness and meditation stuff like that but really aligning that with them succeeding with business you know if if you haven't, uh, maybe some of our listeners maybe have Oak Journals and things like that, but, and we'll be talking about the Oak Journal a little bit during today's session and referencing the tools in there. And, and I mostly want to talk about the tools that are in the journal versus like, you know, pitching and promoting, you know, the journal over the session. But what I, what I, what I love about the journal though, is it does take some entrepreneur tools and inserts them into um, a journal practice. I, I've used like the Vault before. I've used other other journals, and I, and I love them. They've got really great thought provoking questions. They have like the week planners, the day planners, and things like that. But they are oftentimes are missing that kind of entrepreneurial context. And I think your Oak Journal does that really well. And I want to talk about some of the tools that you have in the journal because I feel like the tools are some of the things that you say. Look, if you're trying to solve these problems in your business, you know, here's the things that I've been using for the last 25 years. Uh, you mentioned Ikigai earlier, and I'm sure yeah. some people maybe were listening to that and were like, did he just sneeze or something? Like, what, what is an Ikigai? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, ikigai is a Japanese word that means life's purpose. And it, it is actually the reason they believe in Okinawa. Okinawa has the highest density of sinaturions, people that live to be 100 years old, because they find their life's purpose and then they continue to live it well into being over a century on this planet. Most people in the West, we work our butts off for a future that we might not even live to see. 
And then sadly, when most people get to retirement, they're just waiting around, you know, oh, I've been to Hawaii, I'm doing this, now I'm just waiting around for the end. If you find your life's purpose, the other beautiful thing is there's no line between your work and your passion and what you do for, for joy. I actually, I've, I've shared this with many of my partner. I feel guilty. Um, you know, when I go, I've got a road trip coming up where I'm going to, you know, Reno, Tahoe, I'm going to Santa Barbara, I'm going to a dude ranch to do talks. Um, I get lifted up and inspired to be with these people. I have a blast getting paid to see amazing places, but I spent 30 years building this. So although I have some guilt, she's great in being like, God bless you for, you know, building something that you're, you're happy doing. So that, so that, what, that is a guy. Yeah. And I think there's, there's kind of four major, you, uh, you mentioned kind of your work, your, your passion. Yeah, the that's the ikigai is at the center of four concentric circles. What the world needs, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and what you love. So a lot of us have something like uh, a vocation, you know, uh, what you're good at and what you could be paid for, like running an agency. Um, you know, we built Frontier's website. No disrespect, but I don't know if the world needed me to sell more airline tickets for Frontier. I don't know if it's what the world needs, right? But you think of uh, somebody like a, a Mother Teresa or a Jane Goodall, they would have a mission or a vocation. They would live in that, uh, what they love and what the world needs, but it is possible to get paid for that. And that's your icky guy. That's when you can just keep chugging to be, you know, 115. Yeah, that's cool. So you may like, I mean, these tools are out there. Uh, you know, they are, they're available, right? I mean, I think the, the genius here is that you're bringing a bunch of really cool things together to make it easy and, and also introducing people that maybe, maybe you've used one or two of these things, but they haven't used others. That's a really good point. Brent, this is a roadmap. None of these things were things that I invented. You know, starting gratitude of the morning is in every single decent journal that you're going to pick up, including the five minute gratitude journal that's existed for half a decade longer than this. They are all based in neuroscience. And I would say similar to how Gino Wickman with traction, right? He didn't really come up with any unique concepts, but he wove them together into a caveman simple playbook, like open this up, paint by numbers, you will reach your goals. So that's this for somebody that's driven, that's advanced, that maybe has more lofty aspirations than the average human. Hey, what's up agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. Why, you know, you mentioned some other journals, like five-minute journals and stuff like that. I mean, why why a journal for you? What what was, I mean, these, these tools are out there. Why not like a, a long ebook or a, yeah. a video course? <laughs> uh, a few different reasons. One, writings, I've always been that way, tactile. I read books. I write in journals. I have every moleskin since I started Zen Man 25 years ago. I can go back and find the, the Pantone colors that I painted the first office, right? And so that's just always been a habit. But 
I learned that we all learn differently, we digest content differently, but all of us, if we write something down, we double the probability of accomplishing it. So it's going to help exponentially in accomplishing your goals by writing something down. That is why I did the, the physical journal versus an app. I really resisted doing the app because there is so much science that exists behind the power of putting pen to paper. But to reach our goal with the, the Acorn Journal, that kid's journal, we're going to have to do something digitally. <laughs> That's awesome. So you may, so the, the writing of the goals, so at, at, on a premise, you know, to achieve more happiness, creativity, productivity, we've got to start writing the stuff down first and foremost. So whether we're using the Oak Journal or we're just using a blank moleskin, uh, writing the stuff down. You mentioned gratitude. Is is a uh, is a part of the journal. A lot of journals love love gratitude. Yep. You know, I mean, it's something that not that I, I go through the motions on the gratitude. I mean, I sometimes I think like, oh, I'm going to write this down, and then I'm going to get like a rush of in, like I'm going to get like this rush of energy. You know, I mean, it's like, and, and sometimes I do have things that I'm like grateful for in that way. But sometimes it's like. I had a really good cup of coffee. I enjoyed dinner at my parents, right? I mean, it's like sometimes, I mean, it, it feels good, but like, I don't feel like I'm like, I finish it. I'm like, oh, you know, like where, where are the benefits of gratitude? Is it something that I should be feeling every day or is it more of like the, the macro impact on me of just thinking about positive things? You're definitely getting the macro impact from it, but if you're repeating or it's small or non-specific thing, you're having less or diminishing returns on investment. The more specific you can be about it, like let's say the, the cup of coffee today, right? Well, that's awesome. And I drink really good coffee too. That's literally delivered to my house once a week from you know trade.com. I love it. But if you think about, I was able to have coffee that was shipped from some amazing place around the world delivered to my house when 20% of the people on this planet don't have access to clean water today. I am so blessed. Like if you put it in that context, I actually just had that like flood of, of like, wow, I'm pretty effing lucky. Yeah, dude. I think you just gave me like the gratitude hack that I was, I've been missing. Like I've been looking for things that I can say I'm thankful for, but I don't think I've been really, really unpacking like why I'm thankful for that or the greater context of the perspective, the perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. And you also just gave me trade.com where you buy like, like sweet it's just, coffee. It's just a whole trade coffee. It's amazing. Yeah. It's drink trade, drink trade.com. It's awesome. Drink trade. Uh, you put in your I'm flavor just, profile, they send it to you. So I'm not, I'm not paid by drink trade. Yeah. I just <laughs> love their product. Uh, my wife, uh, she, she helps do the, uh, the production on the podcast. And so she's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, there's going to be a, a, a drink trade box showing up at our house like any, <laughs> any day now. Right. So, so we've got the, the, the high level idea that journaling is valuable for us as, as humans, as, as business owners to kind of get clarity. We, we can use this as a roadmap. We've talked about gratitude a little bit. We've talked about that purpose a little bit. What are a couple of other tools that are in the journal and why did you include them? Yeah, great question. The first is a structure in setting your goals. So the journal and the whole Oak methodology is that you set balance goals, one career, one relationship, and one personal goal. If you're always focusing on your career and you're neglecting your relationships or your personal life, you will become unbalanced, not unlike a three-legged stool, but eventually 
your career will become wobbly and potentially fall over. So set three balanced goals. And then when you set those goals, you state the goal, create a roadmap. And then the most essential piece is you visualize the outcome. You have a mantra, and then you can actually feel the emotion. So if one of your goals is, you know, build up uh, an abundance of cash and reserve, right? At the agency, have, have three months of cash and reserve. Great. So close your eyes. You know what logging into your checking account looks like. You know what your you know monthly burn rate is times three. Great. What's that number? Visualize that number being in your bank account. Have a mantra. I will have an abundance of cash and reserve and actually feel that emotion, just like the gratitude. Uh, I'm a big, big, big believer in uh, law of abundance, quantum physics, the string theory that we can actually change things through what we put out in the world and manifest it if you do the work. You can't just set the goals and then put the journal down on the shelf and expect to, you know, have, uh, uh, you know, Nike come knocking on your door and needing a new <laughs> logo. You know, you have to do the effort once you set the goal every single day. And, and one thing I, I love about the visual, the visualizing it piece, and I mean, almost even kind of back to what you were saying about gratitude, right? Making it more specific is if you are going to visualize on a regular basis and, and look at these plans and, you know, I think you, you start to change your your perspective or in your mind's eye, you start to imagine every day that you're visualizing your goal, right? You start to actually imagine like more details around it. And then you go out and live another day and then you come back and you imagine again and you're imagining more details, right? And I mean, and I think for me, it's always been when I do that and then I show up in real world situations, maybe it just encourages you to like ask the question that you wouldn't have asked, right? Like maybe this person can help me, right? Like maybe this person has a connection that I could use. But if we weren't visualizing it and we weren't thinking about it, we'd never ask that question or we would never, maybe it's posting something to social media, right? We would never put the context out there, the content and, and I think that's where those connections with visualization happen, right? Or maybe if it's your cash balance, right? Maybe instead of spending that money that you're about to spend, you're like, ah, you know what? Like maybe yeah, there's a different right. way, right? And unfortunately, Brent, most people use that superpower in the opposite way. They use it to limit or sabotage their potential. Most people aren't living their full potential. And that's through behaviors that we can recognize or even when things are going great, just, you know, not sending that proposal that you said you would, you know, that was a $200,000 job and sending it, you know, two days later. Well, come on, man, you're not going to get the gig. Like you said, you were going to send on Friday. Why am I going to pay you that much money if you can't deliver on the contract to <laughs> let me pay you a quarter of a million dollars? So, uh, you know, Which it, of- it, are you speaking from experience here, Keith, where yeah, maybe well, you didn't not, send not the proposal? <laughs> yeah, but those, those things happen. And, uh, it's almost out of a desire, you know, when, when we grow up based on our, our circumstances, we replicate things. So if you had a stressful childhood, you've created these self-defense mechanisms, these behaviors, these habits to control your circumstances, to cope with them. And what's really sick about humans is we grow up. Um, if you haven't cope, if you haven't worked all that out and you're, you're dealing with your life from the called the wounded child versus functional adult, you're going to subconsciously self-sabotage your adult life to have those stresses that you felt as a child. So not to go down a whole different rabbit hole, we were doing plant medicine earlier. Now I'm going down years of therapy, but uh, you could absolutely stop those patterns and those self-destructive behaviors and shift from that wounded child to a functional, uh, functional adult 
that can reach their full potential. That's awesome. What, what, uh, <laughs> I like some of the, the topics we're, we're running into <laughs> the career relationship person. So I, mean, I think most of our audience can understand like a career goal and some people can probably understand personal goals. Maybe they're not doing enough personal roles. They feel like, oh, I need to focus on my agency, especially those early years. And, and I did that too. And I mean, there is nothing that leads to more like burnout and self-sabotage and unhappiness than like not taking care of yourself. But this relationship goal, I mean, what does that mean? Like, you know, get, uh, you know, find a, a partner or get find a best friend. Like, what are some examples of relationship goals? Because I don't know if I've ever personally set goals around the relationships that I have. I mean, maybe relationships have shown up in some way as a goal, but yeah, I'd love some examples on that. It would be all of the above, my friend. So, uh, you know, something with you and Emily, right? Like for the next 90 days, I'm going to do one thing a day. That's one of her love languages, right? Maybe it's words of affirmation. You're going to leave her a post-it note. That's a great 90 day goal. Maybe it's, you know, um, and I know you do these things already, but like, all right, you know, biking, you know, with your kids, right. Getting the ramps out at least twice a week and having those, creating those life uh, memories with my children. Now you might not have kids. You might not have a partner. It does not mean, Hey, in the next 90 days, go find a girlfriend, you know, or a boyfriend by any means. Maybe it is, Hey, nurture the relationship with my best friend that I had in college for the next 90 days. I'm going to be really intentional with, you know, reconnecting with Rob and making sure, you know, he knows how much I appreciate him, or maybe it's going to be, um, the next 90 days, I'm going to audit my relationships and see which ones give me energy and which ones are toxic. And maybe I should start distancing myself from unhealthy relationships. We, we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with and your network is your net worth. So if you are with a bunch of people that, you're friends with just because they grew up in the house around the corner, take 90 days and audit those relationships. Maybe ask a couple of times just to test like, Hey, would you, I need, I need this, you know, would you help me, you know, move, move a new dresser in? I'm picking it up from Ikea. You know, a real friend would say yes. And that's a huge pain that it took us to help somebody move furniture. I would never ask anybody. Uh, Warren Rustand did this as an experiment once where he asked, I think 10 people, he said at like four in the morning, I need you here the next day. It's an emergency. I can't tell you why. And like seven people showed up. And those are the ones that he's continued the relationship with. His was a pretty extreme education. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't, I would, I would probably be, I mean, depending on who it is in my life, I'm sure there's plenty of people in my life that I don't know if I would be that person for them, but you know, the right people. I don't know how I'd feel showing up to the house though and realize that I just got put through a test, right? Like it might, it might opt me out from the other direction, right? <laughs> you've you've got to have a real reason. And actually just a, maybe it's a party. Maybe there's a gratitude, a really good, uh, really good bottle of wine. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Some, some kind of, of, of a pile of gold at the end of that. You mentioned, I mean, auditing relationships and, and I don't know if this is something that, you know, you touch on in the journal or not, but I mean, that's something that seems very introspective or a little bit hardcore. I mean, to go through and say, which of my relationships are, are adding, you know, energy to my life versus which are taking energy away kind of thing. I mean, that's a really good tip around this relationship goal. Cause I feel like some of those people have these ideas of like, okay, if I'm going to set a relationship goal, it has to be that I go out and do something like I, I nurture a relationship, but even like analyzing your relationships and taking stock of your relationships and where you spend your energy could be a goal for, you know, for 90 days. 
Yeah, there, there's actually a tool. We have a tool for this, Brent. It's called the solar system. So imagine that you are the sun and that within your solar system, we've got room for eight to 10 planets, right? And the closest planet to you, I mean, that's that's your spouse, that's your partner, right? That's that's Emily, that you spend the most time with, you're the most open with, they know the most things about you. And as each orbit goes out, they're still really tight. They're in your solar system. But what names would you put in each of those seven or eight orbits? Go through and think about it. Because we probably have, I mean, you know, just between you and I, in mutual quote-unquote acquaintances, it's dozens of people, right? Names that we could rattle off. Canfee, Gutman, Arts, Bacon, you know, boom, 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 boom. We go down the list. And a lot of those people are in my galaxy, but they're not in my solar system. We only have so much time mm. as we have kids, as we have careers, there's a finite amount of time and you can neglect important relationships. And a really dangerous thing that you can resolve in this audit is, are you holding somebody in an orbit and not making room for a relationship because of your history? but it's not serving you, right? It's actually putting your solar system out of whack, out of balance. It's a toxic relationship. You know, I have friends that I went to high school with that, holy crap, are they train wrecks, right? Like you've got to be kidding me. How did you get here? And I love these people, but I can't put their rock in my backpack, right? So I've had to move them out of the orbits in my solar system. There's other friends that that are like Haley's Comet. I've got a, a, a mate that I met at a hostel in London 20 years ago. He lives in Sydney. He's a Kiwi. You know, we see each other once every eight years and it's like no time has passed, but I don't have to have room in my solar system, right? I know when that, when that comet comes through, it's this bright shining light. We're going to have this great experience. And then, you know, Kevin's off and I'll see him in another eight years. Uh, so that's a great tool that's really simple to go through with kind of a fun uh, analogy for, for your network of friends, making it your solar system. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. So with the three areas, and, and I think this is great for our audience in particular, because whether they're starting out an agency or I was just hanging out with a bunch of uh, seven-plus-figure agency owners earlier today, and I was hearing some of the same things I hear talking to early stage agencies. You know, they're they're neglecting some of the relationships and the personal life. And so I think by looking at all three areas, you know, you're saying, hey, you know, you, you need to start somewhere. I mean, what would you say to somebody who maybe is, you know, is all on career right now, how to kind of baby step on some of these other areas? Because I feel like the happiness part of your content fulfillment part, right, is probably a lot of that's going to happen. I mean, alignment is good on the professional side, but like making time for those relationships and also for the the personal goals as well. I mean, what are some things that people can do to kind of baby step in and not feel like they're over committing? Because I, I know what happens to me. I start journaling and, you know, I kind of get like, I get excitable. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm writing all these goals. Like, oh, this is going to be crazy. I'm going to be like, you know, 175 pounds. I'm going to bike like 7,000 miles this quarter, right? I mean, I start, I start getting 
like intense about it because I'm very intense about everything I do, including my business. And sometimes I have to kind of bring myself back, right? So what are some things people can do that are going to be sustainable in terms of dipping their toe into this? Really, really good question. The first thing I would have them do, start with that 10, 10, 10, 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of reading, 10 minutes of journaling. Start doing that every day along with the three things that you're grateful for. The other thing that I would say is when you're setting your goal, since this is we're speaking to all agency owners, set your goal like you were setting scope on a project that had a tight timeline. Instead of saying, yeah, man, we're going to build you Amazon with like all of the interactive features of Facebook and we can do it for 7,500 bucks and we'll have it done in three weeks. You're like, hey, look, we MVP is we'll stand up the blog. We'll get four pieces of content up there and it'll be branded, right? So set your goal, set yourself up for success. If you finish them earlier and you crush it and you go 120%, great. But if you set yourself up to fail, you're going to lose momentum and then actually revert or potentially even be at a worse place than you were when you started. I I, I think the uh, the the comparison to clients <laughs> coming and asking you to build Amazon for eight grand, it hits home pretty hard. And I think that, I mean, literally, I was on a call today, and the two agency owners, both of them, had the same thing. Right? They had been working for multiple years on their own website. You know, and it's kind of like their own personal project for their agency, right? Like they 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 need to work on their own website. They know it's out of date. They're very critical of it, right? And I think sometimes when we put that flashlight on our own stuff, whether it's our website, our 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 fitness, right, or our own personal goals, it can be really easy to like overcommit in those areas, and then you get discouraged. You stop going to the gym. You stop uh, investing that same amount of energy in journaling or in meditation. So. Um, and actually, I don't think we had mentioned the 10, 10, 10 on this session yet. So you, just to recap that, that's 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of reading, and then 10 minutes of journaling. And does it really matter what order? Actually, in that order specifically. Yeah, 10 minutes of meditation. It's going to help you with clarity. Start your day. I'm a big advocate of transcendental meditation. But any meditation, uh, use Calm, Harmony, Headspace, use an app. Just sit in the dark quietly with your eyes closed and try to empty your mind. Whatever you want to do, uh, start with meditation. Read for at least 10 minutes, and it can be anything. It could be self-help. It could be spiritual. It could be business books, or it could be, you know, where the crawdad's saying, whatever you're reading, you're enjoying. I just went from the future of humanity to blood and thunder, Kit Carson's story in the frontier. So just something, right? Be reading because that inspires creative thought. And then when you journal, journal positive thoughts and journal your intentions. Um, my mentor, Warren Rustan, likes to say, imagine that 50 years from now, your grandchildren will be reading these journals as your legacy of you. Uh, what do you want to leave them? So don't be complaining about the client that was a pain in the butt or, uh, you know, how your kids woke you up that morning and they annoyed you, you know, journal positive thoughts. Uh, there is no better sound than the sound of kids laughter, even though sometimes it's not the best timing. <laughs> Last question on this. I know it's, it's common. I'll speak from my own experience where I build a habit like journaling or a 10, 10, 10, and I'll hit a streak. I'll get excited about it. I hit a streak for 10 days and then I miss a day. And I'm like, oh, I got it. And I get back on it for three or four or five days and then I miss a day. And then it's like, then it's like two days and then I miss a day. And then there's like two days in between, right? And then before I know it, I'm like, what the heck, man? I'm not journaling anymore. Like, what happened to that thing, right? And I go back to the oak and I have like 
I'm like skipping pages, which I have something different that I do now, but you know, I'll end up kind of skipping pages on that. But how, I mean, there, there's like a lot of, for me personally, there's been like tension around that, right? Where you start to lose a habit and you start to feel guilty or a little bit of shame around that. How do you advise people to keep those habits strong? Uh, three techniques you can use, or you can combine them all. One, an accountability partner. Hey, you know, I'm going to be journaling Brent every day. Let's just check in with each other. Did you do your journaling or even send a photo of your day to your accountability partner? Two, public declaration. When I started that practice of waking up at four in the morning and writing, I made a public declaration on social media so everybody knew I could do it. And I am one of those people that I'm not going to say I'm going to do something and not going to get done. So once I made that public declaration, I held myself accountable. Public declaration, hold yourself accountable. And then the 2X rule. The third thing is when you miss that day and you sort of hit on it, never go the second consecutive day of not having that habit. Try to build back up. So if you go five days in a row and and miss a day on Saturday, don't miss Sunday. Make sure you Mm. keep going. Never go the two consecutive days. So two consecutive days. So so missing a day is okay. Miss two days, you're out of the club. You're banished. (laughs) (laughs) Keith, this has been fantastic, dude. We've talked about some of the tools that are in the book. I think you've been really generous to kind of walk us through those things. In the show notes, we'll include some references out to these. I'm sure there's content out there about some of these tools on their own. We'll also be including some links out to uh, the journal itself. Uh, Before we let you go, man, do you have time for a quick lightning round? Of course. What is the best advice you've ever received? Thinking time, taking the time to think about a decision versus rushing into it. There's a great book called uh, The Road Less Stupid, Tales from a Boardroom by uh, EOR Keith Cunningham. And it's, it's really about if we just took the time to think about things and he's got a bunch of prompts in there, right? Like one that I loved was, what could you read about in the newspaper that your competition is doing that would terrify you? You know, think about that for an hour. Or are you going to come up with a next incredible idea that's going to transform your agency? So not rushing into things. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Meditation. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners should take a look at? You know what? I love Masterclass. One of my favorite uh, TV shows, which is no longer around, is uh, the Actors Studio. And I love learning from other creatives, how they got inspired by their craft, how they do it. I, I just think it's incredible. So from you know a chef to an author uh, to even Chris Voss's uh, masterclass on the art of negotiation, that, that is, that's my uh, hack for, for this year. He's the hostage negotiator, dude. Yeah, exactly. He wrote uh, Never Split the Difference. And he, he was the FBI's like, top hostage negotiator. Incredible masterclass. I've seen that advertised. I have not done it myself, but that's a great endorsement. What book would you recommend besides your own and why? Best book. You know what? The best book I've ever read is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I could give you a bunch of obscure random books. You know how much I read and we could put a hundred in the show notes. But if you have not read it, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People is the best business book ever written. Big fan of that. I try to listen to it every couple of years. We will link out to how to win friends and influence people. I'll also have, uh, we'll reach out, Keith, and we'll maybe get some of your best of business books. So for our listeners that don't know, uh, I mean, Keith was the, the EO Colorado 
president for uh, for at least a couple of years, or at least president, and then the, there was, yeah, anyways. Um, you were very involved in EO Colorado. You've been a big influence in a lot of entrepreneurs' lives, so maybe we will get that reading list from you. I think our listeners would find that valuable. We'll link out to How to Win Friends and Influence People, The Road Less Stupid, as well as Masterclass and that specific negotiation, uh, Negotiator Masterclass. This has been awesome, Keith. Uh, those those resources will be over on our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Keith, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Uh, you can go to oakjournal.com and find me, or you can go to keithroberts3.com and find me, or on you know all said social. And feel free to put you know my email address in the show notes and people can reach out to direct me. I am happy to help you. You can run ideas by me, or you know, if you just have questions about finding your icky guy and how to go down that path. Awesome. We we will collect all those and put that into one really useful page. If you're listening to this week of, go to yougurus.com/podcast. You'll see Keith's image up there right at the top. We'll also link back to your original episode on the show, which was episode two about some bad hires, some expensive legal problems, uh, and some other stuff. So, so check out episode two. Also check out theoakjournal.com, keithroberts3.com. We'll also link out to all the social media profiles as well as Keith's email address so you can personally connect with him. Uh, all the book stuff, all the gold nuggets, the quotables, the takeaways from today's episode, yougurus.com slash podcast. Keith, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Thanks for having me, brother. Always a pleasure, Brent. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.